We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Daisy! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Tuesday Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, you can follow John at Johnny McKex with an H in there, and at JakeSki52. John, opening day is upon us. Finally, it is MLB baseball season. We've got a few season-long leagues together, a keeper yep. league, but we're going to turn our focus to daily fantasy sports for this podcast. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, we will be bringing you the latest in information for daily fantasy baseball with a bit of a FanDuel focus here. And of course, uh, John, got some FanDuel lineups going today already. How's that starting out? I do. We're uh, just getting underway here. I got a mid-afternoon kind of mini slate going. Uh, Mostly, I'm using Scherzer. You know, I think him him and his matchup against the Braves, I think, is about as favorable as you're going to find today. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Kershaw is probably the other one where it's where like you like him to go eight strong or something like that. Um, I got some Phillies and Reds going in there. I got Michael Franco at 3,200 uh, batting in the three spot, and I stacked him with Howard at uh, batting cleanup. 
Uh, so I think that, that was kind of an interesting way to go about it today, going against the Reds. Yeah, I mean, myself, I mean, I'm sitting here in a Clayton Kershaw jersey for opening day. Oh, yeah, Naturally, representing. I am using my boy Clayton Kershaw today, who, as you'll find as a theme throughout this podcast, is about as safe as it gets, especially in cash games. So Absolutely. you always want to have that starter. I like Scherzer today as well, but really... Today's focus is on the Tuesday slate of games here, so uh, we're going to kind of shift over there. Uh, before we get going here a little bit, uh, I do want to note some FanDuel scoring changes this year. Uh, very important because, uh, you know, just looking on looking on there uh, today, I noticed a little bit higher scoring than normal. That's because things are a little bit inflated. Now hitters get three points for singles, six for doubles, nine for triples, three for walks, three for hit by pitch, 12 for home runs, and then let's see here, missing the column here. Add on some more points for uh, three points for a run, three for runs batted in, six for steals, and things are a little bit different on the pitching end. Uh, Mm -hmm. Minus three for earned runs, three for an innings pitch, three for a strikeout, and 12 for a win. So got to get the good win on a pitcher. Exactly. Even with the uh, inflation being up a little bit, it's still just as important as as ever to make sure you get that pitcher who puts themselves in the best place to get a win. Absolutely. in cash games here, this is probably the most important decision you're going to have to make in your lineup. Of course, in tournaments, it's going to have a big effect too. But to get that lineup with the with the high floor, you need to start with uh, one of the top price pitchers almost every single day, right? Yeah, because you're I mean you're taking yourself out of the running if 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 you're playing in a cash game and you take a really risky pitcher, he gets lit up. You know, no matter how stacked your lineup is the rest of the way with the money you saved, you're still mm-hmm. just just completely shooting yourself in the foot by by like having that loss from the pitcher. Yeah, especially in cash games for me, I feel like there are always enough serviceable hitters that you can find exactly. someone low enough price that's uh, batting high in the lineup, maybe has a favorable platoon split working for him. And we'll get to yep. some hitter picks for uh, for Tuesday in a little bit here. But but you know you don't necessarily need to put. Trout, Harper, and Goldschmidt in your cash game lineup. I'd rather spend that money on a pitcher like Kershaw, on a pitcher Definitely. like Scherzer that has a very good chance at the win and a seemingly better chance than not of double-digit strikeouts. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got to get those strikeout numbers up in those cash games. So looking ahead to the Tuesday slate, we had a couple uh, a couple suggestions in common that we both like for cash games. Uh, we don't have quite have prices to work with yet, so we're just doing this based on matchup here but uh john who do you got in cash games for the tuesday slate of games i know it's a little bit against conventional wisdom to to uh take an nl pitcher going in an american league park you know because he, he's got to face you know a designated hitter but i do like noah Syndergaard going against uh the royals because you know the royals are gonna be throwing out chris young and i think uh with that there's a very good chance that you're gonna have Syndergaard uh leaving the mound with the with the lead and uh you know Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty safe bet, in my opinion. Uh, I know the Royals uh, can definitely get on base and fluster pitchers, but I definitely like the way Syndergaard's trending. I think he he's definitely a solid play for tomorrow in cash games. Yeah, it's tough uh, when you think cash game and you want to be safe. You, you know, you're taking a pitcher and throwing him out there against the former World Series champs. Right. But I definitely agree with you, John, that there are a lot of things going in his favor. One is the opposing pitcher. Now, Chris Young impressed a lot of people last year, but 
he's definitely not on the upswing of his career. I think he right. benefited from a, a spacious stadium and a solid Royals defense for sure. And just looking at Chris Young's numbers from last year, yeah, he posted an 11-6 and record, tossed 123 innings. That's awesome for the 36-year-old. Uh, going to be 37 here in a couple months. But I look at his ERA at 3.06, and I stack that up against a FIP of 4.52 ah, and, and an XFIP of 5.33. So Chris Young isn't necessarily someone you want to – I mean, you could target him for hitters. I wouldn't necessarily try to use a bunch of hitters against the Royals at Kauffman Stadium, right. typically. But I think in terms of pitching matchups, I, I really I like the Mets to come out ahead in this game. Mm-hmm. And Syndergaard has the ballpark factors working for him. Kauffman, one of the more one of the tougher ballparks to go deep in. Exactly. And you know, the I believe it was the Royals came out and won the first matchup you know now we're going to the second matchup I like to kind of, kind of go for some parody in that respect so I, I very much agree with where you're coming from with Noah Syndergaard here and he I also think one, oh, yeah, go, go ahead, ahead. Uh, I think it's interesting also you know you got Syndergaard who can rack up the K's uh, about as well as anybody but the Royals are a very disciplined team so that's going to be a very like interesting to be looking out for during the duration of the game but I do think that I'll give Syndergaard the edge I still think he'll uh, have enough K's to to where uh, it's value for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean all he really needs is is seven innings, maybe six to eight strikeouts and a win, and then he's going to hit value, and that's really totally. what you're shooting for in cash games. So I, I'm really liking that. If you're looking for an alternative, you're a big Kansas City Royals guy. You don't believe in Syndergaard on the road, the young kid. Uh, I'm going to turn and go ahead and go with a player like Johnny Cueto, now of the Giants, who will be facing the Brewers. There's a few reasons I, I like, like that this. Pick. Yeah, yep. there there are a few reasons I, I like going with this one. Uh, first off, you know he's got plenty of experience in Miller Park. He knows how to That's pitch right. that ballpark really well. He was in the NL Central when he was with the Reds prior to being dealt to Kansas City last season, right. and now uh, signing with the Giants. I like the Giants. Uh, just coaching staff and pitching development. I think totally. they're going to be able to get Cueto on the right track from very early on. And then it's the matchup. Now, we're sitting here recording this up here in Wisconsin. I know, John, just so we can get this out of the way, you're an Orioles fan, correct? I am an O's fan, mm-hmm. uh, for the record. <laughs> yep, and, and just just full disclosure here, I am, I am a Milwaukee Brewers fan. Mm-hmm. I like the Brewers, but I am willing to acknowledge that they're in you're definite rebuilding mode this year. And to be completely honest, uh, there's going to be a theme throughout the Daily Fantasy Sports podcast this year, and it's going to involve quite a bit picking on the Brewers that, yep. that that's going to happen quite a bit and I mean the Brewers putting up a decent fight today they've got three runs on the board as we record this now they're in the bottom of the sixth inning uh scored them against Madison Bumgarner that's, that's impressive uh, who is now out of the game after five innings of work but the thing is, is Bumgarner was very widely reported dealing with a little bit of an illness mm. and he had some definite command issues uh he needed 101 pitches to get through five innings. Brewers did show some exceptional pl- patience at the plate, so that goes uh, to both ends here. And uh, I mean, it looks like Bumgarner is in line for the win as it currently stands. So there's that. Even with the lackluster mm-hmm. performance from Bumgarner, the Giants are still going to get the win in all likelihood. Exactly. So you know that that tells you, or that makes Cueto an even more intriguing option for tomorrow because may- maybe mm-hmm. he doesn't even have to bring his best stuff, and he could still probably get you that win. Yeah, this Brewers lineup is is very brutal. They're going to strike out a lot. Yep. Manager Craig Council is going to use a lot of different lineups. So I think even though it's a road matchup here, again, we, you know, we're picking both road pitchers, so uh, that, that's a little bit unique. I, you're not going to see that every day with us, but I think the matchups opening day uh, are, are there. And another thing I like, you know Johnny Cueto is not going to get rained out tomorrow. That's always right. a factor. Stadium. Especially early on in the season. Uh, the roof won't be open in Miller Park 
but they'll definitely be playing that game with a closed roof. And uh, especially if you do an all-day slate where your lineups lock early in the morning Oof. on a site like FanDuel where there's no late swaps, right. uh, it, it's very helpful to get that dome pitcher or that uh, the pitcher where you're very confident in the weather. Because weather's a huge factor, right, John? Yeah, especially yeah, at this time of the year, you know, you, you're looking at home teams in northern, northern stadiums. Uh, we already saw it today with Cleveland, uh, that game getting postponed. I mean, even Baltimore getting uh, a rain delay today. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and then you look at other places where like they're going to play, but it's going to be just not ideal weather uh, in terms of hitters. So, mm-hmm. for instance, tomorrow it's going to be looking like about 42 degrees at first pitch for the uh, Pirates and Cardinals game. Uh, so you know the ball's not going to be flying out of there. Plus, you got Waka on the mound for for the Cardinals. You know, I, that's just a game that I'm I might stay away from a little bit, except for like the safest guys uh, from the offensive standpoint. Yeah, I would agree with you there. You maybe look at some of the pitchers and move, and move on from there. But uh, yeah, weather you can definitely uh, take into account for as as, as well as possible. There are always going to be some tough hits with DFS. There's no doubt about that. But if you do head over to RotoWire.com, we get our weather information from Forecast.io. They've been pretty solid over the years here for us and uh, hopefully we can keep that up this year giving you an edge here now kind of moving over to hitters a little bit uh you know we kind of alluded to this early on but what are the some of the first things that you like to look for when uh picking out hitters to fill out your daily lineup whether they're your star hitters uh that you might use more in a tournament or if you're just trying to fill out your cash game lineup with serviceable hitters in order to maximize your at-bats right you you really want to find a guy that that's hitting in a favorable spot of the order uh that's not going to break the bank but he's you know he's sitting there like a guy like kevin pilar for instance you know he's gonna be batting leadoff mm-hmm. for for the jays it's probably the most explosive lineup there is so you know pilar gets on base you know i've you got to imagine that donaldson or uh, Bautista or Encarnacion is probably going to bring him around. So. Yeah, all those options behind him, that's huge. And I, I like to, and a guy like Pilar, his, his salary is not going to necessarily be that high. Right. And I, I don't know what exactly the Blue Jays are going to be doing if he's going to be their consistent leadoff hitter. But also, you know, you might want, in case the manager decides to go with Michael Saunders, Sure. Who would be another option? That's something where it's worth checking out our lineups page. Because yep, we get that immediately when they come across. Yeah, exactly. That's one of the things that we pride ourselves in getting very timely. So we'll get there for you. A lot of times, you know, even for the early slate, we'll have the later games in the slate up. So we'll get that on time for you. Yeah, we for get, lineup we got slots. pretty much all the lineups in already. Mm-hmm. And what I like about the lineups page here that we have is that uh, it has lefty or righty right in parentheses right on the lineup and the weather's right there as well exactly so what i like to do is i like to go through and i look for if i need to fill out my lineup i kind of look for lead off maybe two hitters with a nice platoon split and mm-hmm. you know in a safe environment i guess for for that type of thing so uh I find it it's very possible every day you can fill a lineup out with uh hitters in the twenty two to twenty eight hundred dollar range exactly. and still have good matchups mm-hmm. so that's why you know and to get a player like Kershaw in your lineup who I believe was eleven thousand dollars today out of your sixty thousand dollar budget right um or to get a player like Scherzer in who was about ten five yep you're gonna have to make some of these sacrifices and you want to just pick guys with the highest floor possible and one as long as they're not big strikeout victims, one thing with a high floor is guys that are second, first in the lineup because they're going to get at least one more at-bat than some of those guys that are at the bottom of the order. Exactly. And then, you know, kind of tying in all the things we were talking about in terms of weather, uh, value, spot in the lineup, 
Uh, that's why I used uh, like a mini stack with the Mariners today down at Globe Life Park, uh, you know, the Ranger Stadium. Uh, Cattell Marte at 2,600 I thought was a pretty pretty mm-hmm. uh, solid deal for him, and he's batting second in the order, I believe. Uh, and then I backed him up with Cano at 3,200, uh, batting right behind him. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, you know, you don't need to – you don't want to go overboard with your stacks because, you know, it can be very feast or famine. But in this scenario, you know, you got two guys that you feel are pretty com- – you feel pretty comfortable about them getting on base and hitting value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Cole Hamels is a, is a bit of a tough matchup, I think, for uh, any opposing pitcher, especially sure. Cole Hamels pitching at home. And, you know, then you have you also have the lefty-lefty there with Cano, but that's a pretty good way to maybe distinguish yourself because it, I think Cano, someone like Cano is not going to have that big of an ownership, and he might be due for a little bit of a bounce-back campaign. He was uh, yeah, off and on he was hot, last hot this spring, and, uh, you know, he had that stomach issue last year. And there's a lot of uh, factors going on with him. I think he's actually going to have a pretty nice year. Yeah, exactly. And even the Mariners, if they have a cold day today, look for them to bounce back tomorrow against the Rangers. They're going to be going against Martin Perez instead of Cole Hamels. See? So quite quite, quite a more favorable matchup for him in that department. Uh, you know, so you got those stacks to watch out for tomorrow. One thing that I also like to look for if you're going to go with a hitting stack Mm-hmm. is the over-under on the game. And this is available. Yeah. We post this on our lineups page, but this is available anywhere else on the internet. And there are two games with the highest over-under tomorrow, 8.5, at least out of the lines that I saw, taking these lines at about 3.30 p.m. Central Time here on Monday afternoon. But 8.5 for the Rockies at Diamondbacks, 8.5 for the Mariners at the Rangers. So right. you got to like... Uh, Possibly going to that mini stack, and I like how you mentioned Kettle Marte because he's a switch hitter who's always going to have at least some sort of a platoon advantage. Right, and he's batting second in the order, and he's got serious power options such as well Cano. Be debatable what what he's considered as anymore, but uh, Cruz, Cruz, yep. you know, he, I mean, that, he's pretty comfortable in that park. Yeah, Cruz, yeah, and <laughs> Globe Life. Uh, ooh, I bet you he wishes he could hit there a little bit more often these days. Yeah, but compared to Safeco, exactly. But right after Kettle Marte, you got Cano, Cruz, and Seaver. So I'm liking Kettle Marte, especially at his price today. You mm-hmm. know, if he doesn't have a huge day today, that price should remain relatively similar. Yep. Another guy like Marte, for some of the similar reasons, is I really like uh, Denard Span tomorrow. Now, Denard Span a little bit more expensive. He was 3100 today, and uh, but he's going against uh, against Milwaukee. And he's going to go against a right-hander, spans a lefty, Jimmy Nelson on the hill for Milwaukee tomorrow. Yep. And he's the leadoff hitter, so he's going to get a handful of extra at-bats, maybe a few more than he normally would. So, uh, so or, I'm sorry, yeah, Span's one guy that I kind of look for in that sense. Yep, you love that ballpark, too. I mean, uh, I like Jimmy Nelson fine, but, uh, you know, like you are talking about, for Span at that price with that position, mm-hmm. uh, I really like that play as well. And it's working out for you so far today, isn't it? Yeah, I believe he had 12 FanDuel points last time I looked. Uh, he's one of my only hitters to score so far. I've got to see... I got bit by weather today, personally, and uh, I've got the Minnesota-Baltimore game, that mm-hmm. game in Camden Yards, with nothing too impressive pitching-wise on the mound. No, sir. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I used guys like, uh, you know, my catcher, I needed to, some salary relief, so I used like a Kurt Suzuki, I used Chris Davis in this game, I used Miguel Sano. Hopefully they get playing some baseball here so I don't yeah, miss out today, so. because I think it's a, it's a very first-hand experience of how weather goes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to that uh, Milwaukee-San Francisco game, I like to look at Jonathan Villar on the other side of the plate now he's hitting second in the order he's kind of a switch hitter you're gonna find him in the same price range as as a guy like Marte Mm -hmm. and uh, he brings a similar upside second in the order VR actually took Madison Bumgarner deep on Monday afternoon so uh, he's someone that you want to look at here uh, you know, we we hit on Pilar here. Did you have uh, one more option uh, hitters wise that you wanted to take a little bit of a look at John? Um, I'm kind of 
back on the Will Myers train as sort of like a post-hype, you know, bounce-back type of option for him. And he'll be going against Kazmir uh, tomorrow. And I'm not so sold on Kazmir. I mean, he had a little bit of like a hiccup at the end of uh, spring training where he left the game with like a bit of a stomach, like an abdominal muscle injury. He claims it's fine, you know. We'll we'll see about that tomorrow. I mean, obviously, I know that uh, San Diego is not the most hitter-friendly park, but Myers probably batting cleanup. I do like his chances. He probably won't be uh, – you won't have to break the bank to get him. Yeah, I, w- I would agree with you there. Will Myers, former minor league player of the year, all the upside in the world, uh, you know – had some wrist troubles throughout the yes. last year or two. Just, just been plagued by injuries. But uh, he's someone that you're going to want to target, maybe not just Tuesday, but early on, especially when he's got your favorable platoon-type matchups because uh, he's someone that can really uh, make a difference in your lineup. I'm talking, you know, multi-homer potential yep. uh, for this guy or at least uh, snagging a few base hits. Uh, but he's going to be at a pretty low price early on in the season. So sure. players like that you want to target, at least for the first couple weeks of the season, it'll take the prices just a little bit of time to catch all the way up as, exactly. to, as to where they should be. So, so. that's why you got to be paying close attention so mm-hmm. you can you can like take advantage of the guys that are undervalued. Exactly. New cleanup hitters, new leadoff guys. I actually really like, I mean, as long as you can confirm that Miguel Sano is going to be in the game, he's 3,100. He's hitting cleanup for the Twins. He is in Camden Yards. In Camden Yards. So all this week I'm going to look at, at Sano to use totally. him until that price comes up because I bet you by the time that May rolls around, you're not going to be able to grab Epsonow at less than $4,000. No so t- take advantage of that now while you can. So we just wanted to give you a few general hitters to kind of go through some strategy to discuss. As we kind of move forward uh, with this podcast, we'll hopefully be able to get some more stack recommendations in there as part of the show yep. or other uh, up-and-coming hitters that we're going to watch. So yeah, we'll, keep, we'll be keeping a close eye on those. Yep, we'll be keeping eyes on guys that uh, move up in the batting order. We'll, we'll inform everybody on that. We'll be keeping close eyes on anybody that happens to get recalled from the minors and where they might be batting in the lineup because exactly. once they're in the player pool, they'll generally start at a pretty low price i don't see very many minor league players get called up and have a price over three thousand dollars on exactly i think i think the a's the guy's name is escaping me right now but uh they they had to put so many guys on the disabled list over the weekend uh they sent him down uh on saturday and already recalled him i think uh blanking on his name he's a he's an outfield prospect but you know maybe like he fits that mold of what we were talking about there of Mm -hmm of a guy that gets an early season call-up that could immediately get uh, put into the lineup. Yeah, I mean, who's going to be this year's Billy Burns, really? Last year, Billy Burns was the darling of daily fantasy oh, baseball, yeah. coming in at 2500 on FanDuel and racking, leading off for the A's and uh, and racking up steals, triples, triples galore. Man, right. that guy could run. I ended up with him with at least one share of him in season long this nice. year. But uh, we're going to kind of discuss as the season rolls along some of the things to look out for with, uh, with hitters and hopefully help you guys find the next ex-Billy Burns, and uh, offer his name up a few times yeah, so you can start getting days, him in those lineups. Mm-hmm. And these days, like, speed is down. Like, you know, I saw a statistic about how, you know, steals were way down in 15 compared to 14. So, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on, on, like, the speed production because that, that's something that can be a huge value to you. If you, you know, a huge added bonus if you got a base-stealing threat in yeah, your lineup. And with stolen bases now worth six points a pop on See? FanDuel, it's yep. something that you're going to want to keep in mind. All right, MLB season is here, and that means Daily Fantasy Baseball is back. Go to FanDuel.com. Building a team is easy. Just pick your players, stay under the salary cap, and sit back tonight and watch your team win entry fees. Start at just $1. Anyone can play. Uh, 
go to FanDuel right now. Get those get those lineups in for tomorrow, and uh, you know, take some of our advice. Hopefully, we can get you get you on the right track here. But uh, yeah, it's easy if you're just starting on FanDuel. It's only a couple bucks, exactly. uh, a buck or two. You can get in a fifty-fifty for a buck, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a really good way to get your feet wet a little exactly. bit in the daily fantasy baseball. There's a lot of people playing for opening day. Uh, maybe a little bit of profit potential, get that bankroll going. It's totally. a long season here for sure. All right, so uh, moving on to FanDuel strategy and player recommendations, we're going to shift the discussion over to tournament plays a little bit and uh, and gener- general tournament strategy. Just like any other daily fantasy sport on FanDuel, cash games you want a player with a high floor, and maybe the ceiling doesn't have to be so high, but tournaments, you don't necessarily need that high floor, but what you're looking for is the high ceiling, someone who's very riskier but provides a lot more upset potential. Yeah, so you know, someone that... Uh... Uh, you you get a feeling or you know you've you've looked at the stats and you you think hey like you know for instance I'm talking about James Shields as my tournament pitcher for tomorrow and you know going against the Dodgers that that can definitely scare people off and I understand that and uh, Shields was a little bit susceptible to the long ball uh, this spring but I will say that you know San Diego that's usually not not like a haven for home runs I mean uh He's going to be pitching in his home park, and like we said, uh, he'll be he'll have like a favorable matchup with you know like Casimir going on the other side. So I I do like Shields a good bit tomorrow. I think uh, he had a pretty solid spring, minus minus the bit of like the hiccups with the home runs. He was able to get a lot of strikeouts, uh, which I like a lot. Uh, so I'm. I'm thinking about him tomorrow for tournaments. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I like James Shields for tournaments, especially because of his strikeout potential. Now, he doesn't always get the double-digit strikeouts, but he's shown this over and over again over the course of his career that he can get the double-digit strikeout game. And and if you happen to hit on one of those days, then you're putting yourself in an excellent spot here. Just kind of looking at his 2015 game log, uh, you know, okay, maybe not a ton of double-digit strikeout games in there, but he was strongest in terms of strikeouts early in the season. He had a 12-strikeout game in April last year, another 11-strikeout game in May. Uh, he's a veteran, so he's going to be ready to go. There's a lot. I just, I think that he has the potential, and the ownership's going to be low. So that's something you also need to look at in tournaments. You need to get pick a guy that is going to be as unique to you as possible, right? Because, uh, for example, the cash game I'm in today. 65% of lineups have Clayton Kershaw in it. <laughs> He's just widely owned all over the place. Obviously, you can't go into a tournament with Clayton Kershaw and necessarily expect to to win every time because you're going to have to pick almost the perfect combination of hitters exactly. to be able to get it past you know, the other 40% of owners that have Kershaw. Mm-hmm. So uh definitely want to distinguish yourself a little bit. And if I'm trying to distinguish myself in a tournament tomorrow, I'm going to go with the young Michael Waka of the Cardinals going up against Pittsburgh. I like it. You know, he had, he had a decent spring, ups and downs. I don't like to look into spring stats too much, but uh, kind of the theme of the show and some of the players we've been discussing is the bounce-back candidates. Right. And because of Waka's performance throughout the end of last... I mean, he was he was hurt for most of last year, so let's, let's get that out of the way. But when he come, came back, he didn't necessarily wow a whole lot of people, and I think his price is going to reflect that early in the season. Again, we're not working with prices just yet, but uh, in trying to forecast what these prices might be, I think there's going to be some room for value with a player like Waka. That's that's for sure, and then, you know, like we mentioned earlier, Pittsburgh, uh, it's going to be a cold-weather game, uh, so, you know, I just don't don't think the ball's going to be flying out of there, so, you know, that's pretty... I, I like it because the Cardinals are a very good team, so you have, like, an excellent probability to get the win, 
and uh, like the the park factors and the weather. So I think that mm-hmm. that all blends together to make it really nice tournament play. Yeah, and another thing. Now, I maybe wouldn't use Waka if you're doing an all day slate and starting uh, early in the in the day because it does start a little bit early on Tuesday. We have a 1 p.m. Eastern game: Astros Yankees. 1:10 p.m. Eastern: Red Sox Indians. 4:15 p.m. Eastern: Mets Royals. So kind of that Syndergaard game that we were talking about earlier in the day. But mm-hmm. so I wouldn't necessarily do an all day slate with him just because you want to watch that weather a little bit in St. Louis. But fortunately, especially on a site like FanDuel where the lineups lock, it's uh, 7.05 p.m. Eastern. So it's one of the first games of the slate to tip oh, nice. off. You'll know before lineup lock if that game's going to be played. Yeah, or not. if there's any sort of questionable weather coming in. Yeah, as opposed to, you know, maybe waiting for a guy like Shields. Uh, I mean, as far, as far as it looks right now, we're looking at 75 and sunny in San Diego. It's but, San uh, Diego. <laughs> yeah, it is San Diego. So most of these, all the West Coast games, weather as of right now is looking good, but that can change in a heartbeat. And sometimes exactly. if you want to be just a little bit safer. But but yeah, I like walking. And the reason I throw him out there, now maybe FanDuel could surprise me and make him $8,000 or more. I don't think it's likely. I think you're going to see his price probably closer to the 65 7500 range just from my experience mm-hmm. and uh, at that price that gives you plenty of options to get some of the higher priced hitters in your lineup if you want to go throw Bautista and Donaldson out there against Oda Rizzi if you want to put Miguel Cabrera in there against Yan Chen if, oh, yeah. I mean there's just there's a lot of different options that can really uh, make your lineup excel tomorrow and you, and you might need to kind of save some money on the pitching to do that. And I think Waka's ownership percentage is going to be low. People will kind of look at some of those game logs from the 2015 season and see, hey, you know, not necessarily the greatest. I mean, uh, they got... Let's see, the last time we saw Waka on the mound was October 12th in the postseason. Only lasted 4.1 innings against the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs were just so locked in at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so I definitely see what you mean. Like, if you're just kind of like a box score only guy without contextualizing, Mm -hmm. you know, what what all was going on, you know, that that might scare people off of Waka. But in that same vein, you know, that's going to give you an advantage using him, and Mm -hmm. he's ready to go. Yeah, you look at the end of the last season, and from April 23rd on, his high, his longest outings were six innings pitched. Mm. So sometimes that comes into play in in daily as well. If people are on a pitch count and they're not going to let them deep too or go pitch too deep into games, but I think Waka is a very has a very reasonable chance of getting a quality start. There is some strikeout upside that we saw last year. He had a ten strikeout game last last night, or I'm sorry, and it was all the way back in May of last year, or I'm sorry, June of last year. Mm-hmm. Had a few seven eight strikeout games, six seven. So I think. He gives you a decent option that's not going to be used a ton. Uh, the weather's going to be favoring the pitcher, or at least it seems like that. Mm-hmm. He's early in the game, so you can avoid a rainout. And, uh, again, low ownership, giving yourself an advantage in tournaments. So definitely like something to think of there. So just to recap all the recommendations, our cash game picks, John has got Noah Syndergaard. I have got Johnny Cueto. Uh, and then for tournament pitchers, John's going with James Shields, and I'm going with Michael Walk. I guarantee you you're not going to see four for four road games uh, too many times on the podcast this year. But uh, we're going to go with that tomorrow. It's early in the season. A lot of uh, interesting things can play play out. Absolutely. But it's, but it's a very long season, John, and uh, we're going to have a lot of picks th- throughout the entire year. Some are going to hit. We might miss once in a while. Uh, we'll we'll admit that while. right now. <laughs> Only once in a while. But uh, hopefully we make this an enjoyable and fun podcast for you uh, 
for the entire season here. Yeah, and pumped, uh, we man. can help you guys. Great season. Yep, and we can help you guys win some money. Well, thank you for listening to the first edition of the RotoWire Daily Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. Remember that first-time depositors that make a deposit of twenty-five dollars or more via RotoWire can get six months of access. Once again. I'm Jake Letarski, joined today by John McKechnie. We will be back with you on Wednesday. Last final reminder, if you are out there on Twitter, you can follow John at Johnny McKex. You can follow myself at JakeSki52. We will be back with you on Wednesday.